0: yeah yay we are back the brodo fantasy podcast is here episode two here with the only two twins that are checking updates of nick scores and we're supposed
1: to be doing a fantasy podcast here people we're doing it we're also talking about how we're excited about Alonzo trier
0: we're missing opening day bro yeah we are that's how dedicated we are to making your team better so without any further ado the last seven games of the week
1: my name is adu what show is that from again? For, without further ado, my I name know, is that dude, I Carly or some shit. You weirdo. It's 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 funny, y'all guys. If
0: you guys didn't know this already, Michael, <laughs> like he's a smart kid. Like he could do math real quick, and he got all A's and all this and everything. Jason too. But, Thanks, Tim. To <laughs> but Michael fits so much useless nonsense in that head of his. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> you say this every other week. I every time he today because he, he yells out stupid shit. Today he 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 uh. What what song did you say? When we were just sitting there, like I'll say a phrase and then Michael will oh, come man. out. The Knicks hit a
1: three and I saying we got the lead. We <laughs> yeah. got the lead. Like that song <laughs> came out like 1994. What are you doing? Uh, and it's a play on words. You were born in '95. We got the lead, not we got the beat, because we got the lead.
0: Yeah, but you remember like that's the first thing that came to your head.
1: <laughs> like how? How's it even
0: possible? Weirdo. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, the Texans at the Jaguars in the AFC South showdown. Let's start with the Texans. Uh, This team, I'm so confused on how they're in first place in their division. They backed their way into three wins. Deshaun Watson had an off game last week. He's been really good, but not last week. Uh, Mostly because the rushing yards weren't there. Only two yards on two carries. 15 for 25, 177. Uh, Man, against the Jaguars defense that needs a comeback game because they've been getting crushed. I think Deshaun Watson and the Texans get absolutely manhandled in this game.
1: Deshaun Watson played with a broken rib and a partially collapsed lung. I am not going anywhere near him. I'm not going anywhere near him. Talk about someone selling high. Look, Deshaun Watson has been hit on 16% of his dropbacks this year. Houston has allowed 70 quarterback hits. The next closest is 49. And, of course, how do quarterbacks get injured by getting hit? And Watson does hold the ball longer than he should, even on top of his absolutely atrocious offensive line. So it's not a recipe for success there. I mean, I mean, as long as he's healthy, I, I'm not not this week against Jacksonville, obviously, because it's against Jacksonville. Even though they have been slacking a bit lately, he's a viable two quarterback. I think he's a high end quarterback too, this week. Maybe p- play him if you have to, but it's not someone I'm targeting by any means.
0: Let's talk about the passing options. DeAndre Hopkins five receptions for sixty three yards and a touchdown. He'll be on Jalen Ramsey. Um how are you guys feeling about DeAndre Hopkins against one of the number one receiver, uh, cornerbacks in the league?
1: I mean, I think that I knocked him down from top 3 to top 6. So <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is someone you have to start, someone who can make a play on anyone. I think Will Fuller is being hurt a little bit by the targets going to Mr. QT. Out I, agree. There. I agree. I agree. Th- I I didn't Will Fuller owners did not see this coming. Listen, when you're as big play dependent as Fuller is, one target is a big deal and QT is getting a lot more than just one target. So something to be weary of. But I think Fuller and QT are both wide receiver. Three flex plays because of the bye weeks. I think QT might even have a safer floor because he's a um, slot receiver. And you just saw Cole Beasley tear it up there. You want to attack Jacksonville from the middle of the field. But I think Fuller also, he always has a big play potential. So you gotta give him a go this week with a a lot of buys. Not looking good though with QT out there. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not buying into it completely just yet. The Kiki QT taking everything away from Will Fuller narrative that's going around. Going around. I honestly, I'm the only one who's ever said it. Oh, I've seen it everywhere. Right. Oh, I've never read it. But I mean, either way, I think Will Fuller. It's a really tough matchup going against Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye, so I think QT is a solid flex option playing in the slot, and um, I'm not loving either of them really though. But I do think Fuller, just because of big play potential, warrants a wide receiver three consideration this week, because I could I could see him breaking out a long one if the if if Houston falls behind.
0: Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue, you playing either one of them? No, I
1: think they're both really bad plays. Lamar Miller is fifty to seventy-five yards in um, each of the last three games, so he's basically he needs a touchdown in order to not suck. And he doesn't really <laughs> score touchdowns, so he's mostly just going to suck. Um,
0: let's go over to the the side of the Jaguars. Then uh, Blake Bortles had that great game against the Pats, and everyone was kind of having a. Great job, uh, everyone's Sorry, everyone was kind of killing him. Great job. And then all of a sudden, he sucked the last two weeks, uh, really bad. Again, a lackluster performance by him. Uh, less than 50% on his, I mean, just over 50% of his completions. Excuse me. 149 yards, one TD and one interception um, against the Houston defense, though that has been susceptible to giving up points to quarterbacks. Uh, what is your opinion on? Starting Blake Bortles as a as a streamer.
1: I think Blake Bortles uh, excels when we least expect it, and I think it's a good spot for him to get right, so to speak. Interesting. I don't think it's that out there to consider him as a streamer this week. I don't have him in my top 12, but some people have um, two quarterbacks on their team for some reason if it's a one-quarterback league. Texans allowing 18 points to the quarterback. Yeah, so I think that he's going to be forced to throw again. Fournette is out, so he throws a little bit more. That hasn't worked great for him recently, but we saw what he did against the Patriots. He always has some a floor because of his legs. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a a Bortles gives you twenty eight points out of nowhere type game. I'm I'm not on this at all. I don't like anyone really from the Jaguars to speak. Really? secondary secondary's underrated. Uh Kareem Jackson and Jonathan Joseph have both been very solid to start the year. Two good players but, in their careers as well. Yeah, Jacksonville also likes to use the receivers, though, with Moncrief, Cole, and Westbrook. Sharice uh, Wright is the beatable guy in that secondary, so whoever he lines up against could have a big, a big game. I think D.D. Westbrook is the best of the bunch to trust. I'm not starting. I'm not trusting Bortles. I think D.D. Westbrook is more of a low end wide receiver three flex option. Cole is a flex option as well, and Moncrief. Um, it's tough for me to trust Moncrief. D.D. Westbrook is one of the most overrated receivers, underrated receivers in. Fantasy I was gonna right say now. when you say overrated,
0: I was like, what? I like D. Westbrook in this game. D.D.
1: Westbrook, actually, he's my favorite. Has more fantasy points than <laughs> Jarvis Landry. That was the worst drum roll ever in my life. Yeah, that was really. That nice. was disgusting too. What? Was oh. I trying to do a good drum roll? Is the question? You, you should a be. What kind of professional who tries not to do a good drum, <laughs> drum roll? <laughs> oh, horrible, horrible. How about give this Give me a better one with just your voice. This is
0: coming right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, give me one. See, that's not good. <laughs> No. How about that? No, it
1: just sounds like your fake gun noises. <laughs> All right. So, TJ Yeldon. But, I mean, D.D. Westbrook also hasn't Sorry, seen ahead. more than uh, five targets the last two weeks, though. So, something to keep an eye on. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy,
0: or as Michael likes to call him. James O'Shaughnessy. James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, from the <laughs> Keegan Peel skit, of course. Uh. Tucson, <laughs> 30th in DVOA against the tight end, giving up 66 yards a game. No. Are you looking the at no. Mr. O'Shawn Hennessy?
1: <laughs> Listen, if I could start O'Shawn Hennessy, I would, just because I could say I started O'Shawn Hennessy. You could, and you're not, but so don't lie. Obviously, no. I, I could. I'm you a said if I'm could, smart fantasy player. Did he though, not so say not if I could to. start O'Shawn Hennessy, I would? That's what he said. So you're a liar. Like I have Zach Ertz. But Among you could start Sean Hennessy. You need to shut Relax. your mouth. I think that he's a good play this week. I oh. think that look, you're taking a shot but
0: on a, but the, but the, but the. You're taking a shot on the tight end, and this is a good guy to take a shot on this week.
1: No, a I'd pass. rather take a shot on Ehrman. Me too. Don't <laughs> Take it easy, man. You want to make the most eventful, oh, the least eventful gracious. bet in our bet. History. Oh my like, yes. Howardman versus Howardman El- versus also El- 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 Sean <laughs> really I'm in. Make me write this shit down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck spelling those names too. Anyone else you like to talk I about how this to game? TJ uh, Yeldon didn't do great last week, but he's still a RB high end RB two. And Fournette is out, so I don't know uh, why people are starting to fade him. He agreed. I like Yeldon as a top only eleven attempts
0: last it's e- week. It's fine. It's despite only one the game. fact that the only other person in the backfield is Jamal Charles.
1: It's One game. Yeah, it's all I, good. I think he's a low-end RB1. All right. Let's move on if to Ford the next Knight game. If that, had a down game, he wouldn't be ranked as far as he is right now.
0: Let's move on to the next game. Lions at Dolphins. Uh, we'll start off with the Dolphins on this one, even though they're the home team, because I don't have the Lions stats up yet. Um,
1: in the rules. Brocky
0: Brock Littlecock, as we love to call him on VM, was a... Look, he had his moments where he lobster. looked like Brock Osweiler, but... He
1: played really well and made. He did some... get a lot of yards after catch help from Albert Wilson. He must have been born in Yakima. Look, give credit where credit's due.
0: 380 and three touchdowns. Obviously, you're not starting Brock Osweiler, but uh Albert Wilson, six for one fifty-five and two touchdowns, really showed off some breakaway speed. Uh if you got Wilson on your waiver wires, you had to pay up with the fab, or you had to be lucky and have a high waiver priority. Uh so that
1: means if you got him, you're starting him. How do you feel? I think Albert Wilson is a pretty solid flex option this week. Interesting. Just because we got Darius Slay, who we all know is a very solid cornerback, more than likely going to line up against Kenny Stills on the outside, which leaves T's Tabor, the other uh, outside cornerback for the Lions, to go up against Albert Wilson. And Tabor's been getting torched this year, and Albert Wilson – with his limited opportunities, has been very good. He's actually a very highly ranked in PFF amongst all wide receivers. And uh, he's been one of the guys that analytical uh, people love for a couple of years now. And when he's been getting opportunity, he's been showing what he can do. I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks another long one. It's definitely risky using him, but I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, he's always someone I've liked also on the Chiefs. He never really had a... Chance to be like he never had a lot of opportunity, he's still not getting a lot of opportunity in Miami, but we have him ranked similarly in the mid 40s. I think that, uh, I mean, if you just look at his numbers, he's put up 5, 12, 24, 6, and 31, so he's boomer bust. He's but he does have a, if you want to call it a floor, a generally safe floor of five points, so he's not going to fuck you with zero or negative points. But I mean, three of five games, 12 points. Or higher, which is not bad. So, if you're going to take a shot on a Miami receiver, it's going to be Albert Wilson. I think Kenny Stills, especially, I mean, Tannehill should be back this week, but I don't think Stills is a good option at this point. Amendola can't be trusted. Agreed. Uh, anyone else you guys want to talk about on this side? Nicoleri. Uh, Kenyon Drake is playing a bit more now. He's a... Uh, so is Frank Gore, he's though. Back the into Dolphins the are actually 15 carries using some for Frank backs. Gore,
0: but Kenyon Drake 13 carries. That's more of an even split
1: there. He's involved in the past game, too. He's getting back into Four the catches. running back to flex area. So. You think so? I think, I so. think so. The Detroit, last two weeks, he's been a flex running back, too. Detroit has also worst in the league in yards per carry allowed at 5.98, and they're just behind Denver in rushing yards allowed per game with over 142. A lot of people in the fantasy world that I've been
0: reading or listening to say that you could even drop Kenyon Drake. You guys are saying that's a big mistake?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, whenever you get a running back, he had 11 targets last game. What do you mean drop him? Yeah. Now I think it's a pretty decent spot to start him.
0: What about Frank Gore? Would you start him in this one?
1: I wouldn't. I prefer I mean, Drake. Yeah. I mean, Gore has been pretty solid the last few weeks, but I mean. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's not giving it's, you it's anything. Frank's 15 order. for 101 last week. All right, fine. The best game he's had in eight years. Relax. No, that is not... It might be the best game he's had in eight years. When was the last time Frank Gore went over 100 Stop yards? Stop it. Listen, I'm not shitting on the
0: guy. Eight years, though. Maybe three years. Relax. <laughs> eight, eight years. A <laughs> he was a, one of the best running backs in the league eight years ago. Eight years ago, I was this, barely born. This guy. This guy, Jason, You sound like, like you're eight years guy. old right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go to the Lions coming off a of bye week. Uh... How the Is this was. the week, coming off a of bye week, that on Johnson finally becomes part of the offense and becomes, not becomes part of the offense, he's already part of the offense, but becomes the main back in that offense? Boy, do no. I hope
1: so. I don't think so. I mean, nothing has been done to show that he will be. I mean, I guess, no matter what we say right now, we're all taking guesses. Like, no one really knows, not even the beat writers for the Lions. It's gonna We're going to tell on Sunday. But Patricia has said over and over again that, Johnson's getting enough work, and Blunt has proven to be the goal line back there. Yeah. I don't see why something would change just because they had a week off. Yeah, agreed. But uh, either way, against Miami, I think Kerryon Johnson is a pretty solid r- low-end RB2 and a very solid flex play. He he seems to have a a pretty solid floor. With He, he, he does produce with the touches he gets. We just, he's he's gotta a flex player. hope that he gets more touches.
0: Uh, The receiving options, Kenny Galladay is emerging as a number one receiver.
1: My man. Golden Tate is clearly the possession receiver. Where does that leave Marvin Jones? Leaves Marvin Jones as a pretty touchdown-dependent feller. Yeah. yeah. A touchdown-dependent feller that ain't more than really a wide receiver three. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. I said, I said <laughs> feller, and it just came out fun. <laughs> I mean, I love I Kenny Galladay, of southern. course. I've been on his bandwagon for, for months now. Michael created the bandwagon out of Ash and Wicker. That's right. Uh, Ash and Wicker. You are saying some strange yeah, things he's right now. It's past ten PM, from? so he's he's that's it. He's lost it. But uh Miami the only really the only really corner the cornerback that you don't really want to target is Xavier Howard. Uh I'm guessing Marvin Jones. He's gonna be on Marvin Jones the most on the outside, which is what I'm expecting, but who knows if that's gonna be the case. Uh Kenny Galladay and Golden Tate should be solid. I think they're both I have Galladay. Where do we have Galladay ranked as a low-end wide receiver one? Mm-hmm. Yep. As Actually, he's our 13th overall receiver and Tate our 15th overall receiver and Marvin Jones down overall 27. So due to the wide receiver landscape this week, he's still in our top 36 receivers. One of them is going to probably slightly disappoint. I'm expecting it to be Marvin Jones as usual.
0: Uh, anyone else you guys would like to talk about in this game? Matt Stafford. I'm starting Andy Dalton over Matt Stafford in this game. Matt Stafford,
1: uh, I just see that like he's so low in rankings.
0: It's well, just, he's also had
1: an early bye week, so take you really grand it with a grain of salt. But I mean he's he's my quarterback nine. So I agree. I also it. think start Matt Stafford. Miami, you see on the surface that they're doing well against quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points. But then you see that they're giving up a lot of yards per game and their yards per attempt is high. So what I'm seeing is They're just not giving up touchdowns through the air, so they might be passing into the red zone and then running it in, the teams that are playing Miami. It's not necessarily that the pass defense has been great or that the pass defense won't let you get into the red zone. They're giving up a lot of yards. Matt Stafford is good enough to punch it into the end zone. Let's
0: move on to the next game, Saints at Ravens. Uh, The immovable force against the unstoppable—no, The immovable object against the unstoppable force. There it is. The New Orleans Saints, third in the league in total offense. The Baltimore Ravens, first by
1: 36 yards in total defense. Um, Can I mention a different immovable force in this game? Sure. The Saints run defense. They have not allowed a 50-yard rusher since week one. 50 yards. They're going against Alex Collins, who just got over
0: 50 yards on 19 carries and had two touchdowns last week. Alex Collins' owners rejoice because they were getting nervous about his usage. And the Saints don't give up running back help. What's your feeling on Buck Allen, Alex Collins, and that backfield this week for the Ravens?
1: I'm uh, just going with my gut here. I think that I have Buck Allen ranked higher than Collins. I think Buck Allen will be a good flex play this week. Mm. Uh, I don't think Collins should be started. He doesn't have any involvement outside of running the ball and the Saints. That's the one thing gives done well this week, this season. And Buck Allen, Flacco is second in the league in pass attempts per game right behind Andrew Luck. The way to beat the Saints is to pass the ball. And the running back that's going to get passes from Flacco is Buck Allen. And the guy who's been getting goal line carries as well, along with Alex Collins, is Buck Allen. So I think that Buck Allen is the clearly superior play this week.
0: Uh 29th in DVOA against running backs out of the backfield are the Saints.
1: I mean, Buck Allen only had one rush attempt and three targets last week, though. So something to keep an eye on. I prefer game Collins script. out of this backfield. But
0: that, that game was a Alex Collins type of game. I, I mean, I don't know. What, I mean,
1: we've had... We've they had, had the lead and they were trying to yeah, but get rid we, of it. They've had the lead earlier in the year, too, and Buck Allen got all the work. They just, that's just how the Ravens have been. Well, Collins didn't yeah. fumble this time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not loving either of them, but I prefer Collins. Make a bet? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: sure. Collins, Buck Allen? Yeah. Yo, we are bet crazy you know, I, on this I, one. I went through I the told bets Michael. yesterday,
1: and Jason realized that he my name wasn't, wasn't there in enough. as many, and he's well, like, I gotta make more bets, and that's all he's doing today now. now. Uh, let's go. Let's talk about more Ravens options.
0: Yo, the Saints are 32nd in DVOA against the number one and number two receiver. Um, Really surprising they're Listen, giving up the third, hold on, hold on, they're giving up the third most points per game to the wide receiver. Michael Crabtree and John Brown John Brown hasn't had a good game in a couple of weeks. Michael Crabtree finally got his act together ninety three yards for a touchdown. Willie Sneed out of the slot has been Sneed. getting uh constantly like seven receptions for sixty yards is his line. That's basically been his line for the entire season. uh, how are you feeling about these three pass catchers in New Orleans?
1: I think that John Brown is the answer. The Saints Agreed. and Chiefs have been the two worst teams in terms of allowing long plays. John Brown leads the league in deep targets. So that right there means deliciousness right there. Uh, so John Brown is someone I'm liking. Crabtree every week is touchdown dependent in my eyes. Uh, this week with a few buys. he You can play him as wide receiver three, but don't be disappointed if he gives you 50 yards and no touchdowns. And then Snead is a, I guess, if you want to see flex play. Safe with quotes, cause like safe seven to means ten points. Five he's going against eight points. P.J. Williams, who has been absolutely atrocious this year, so I think he's a lock for like seven to ten points. Definitely safe. He does not have a ceiling at all.
0: Outside of the Saints and Browns game, where the Saints only put up 21 points, the Saints have put up 40, 43, 33, and 43. Uh, an absolute juggernaut of an offense. Now they are going against the Ravens. Uh, What's-his-name is back, Jimmy Smith. Does that make you any type of nervous about Michael Thomas in this game?
1: I think that, yes. Um, not even just Jimmy Smith. Baltimore, the number one receiver, hasn't passed 70 yards against them. So I think that with Jimmy Smith back, Michael Thomas's targets have gone down a bit the last few weeks. Mark Ingram is there now. Uh Traquan Smith emerged with Ted Ginn out. But who knows if he'll still be involved. But either way, Ginn will be there then. So it's a a spread-the-ball offense in New Orleans. It always has been. And uh, Michael Thomas is that number one receiver. But when you're facing a team like the Ravens, who limit the number one receiver, if Michael Thomas isn't getting fed a large amount of targets, it could be a down week. Yeah, I mean, and Baltimore has also only allowed four total receivers to be top 24 receivers this year. So... I'm not looking at anyone in that passing offense besides Michael Thomas. I do think Michael Thomas gets a good amount of targets, which obviously warrants him as a wide receiver one just because of his the caliber of play that he provides. What I find interesting is, this, is the backfield this week, not because of Ingram, but because... Guess how many games... Guess how many top 24 running back performances the Ravens have allowed this year? Zero. Zero. The next closest team is two. So, like, they have a... That zero is insane. That's why I like Kamara zero, this week and don't like Ingram. Uh, Kamara's a receiver. I'm actually going a little loco, and I think they both break the mold this week and both end as top hmm. 24 running backs. Because, you would say they break the mold, but that's just their style. Yeah, because that's what the Saints' offense does. So I'm not looking... Obviously, it's not good, but I'm just... I'm saying screw it anyways because I'm going to just trust both of them. Cause I think the I'm Saints, trusting Kamara more than Ingram. I think the Ingram. Saints' offense... Is good enough to break that trend. Any
0: type of worry about the amount of work he saw last week?
1: No. He. I'll be worried if it happens again. He was one of the best players in the league last year, getting like ten to fourteen touches a game. So I mean, if he gets like twelve to fifteen tomorrow, uh, that's season, not enough. Sunday, we'll see. Uh, we have. Uh,
0: Ted Ginn, still not practicing. Follow us for some updates on him. But Traquan Smith, in his absence, three receptions for 111 yards and two touchdowns. One of them, he was wide open on a blown coverage. Uh, Is he someone that you're considering at all?
1: That was Drew Brees' uh, record-setting pass. What a cool catch for Traquan Smith, his first ever touchdown. No, not considering him, though. Who gets that ball, Drew Brees or Traquan? Is that a serious question? I think Brees tried giving it to Traquan, but then... Like the NFL I was like, nope, nope, we, <laughs> we need it <laughs> for the like um, Hall of Fame. I think
0: Drew Brees, by the way, twenty six to twenty nine, three sixty three and three touchdowns. Uh, start him. He is unreal. My no man. No matter what defense he's unreal, playing against, unreal, my man. Um, let's move on. Unless there's someone else you want to talk about in this game.
1: I'm good. Not starting kid. Ben Watson.
0: When do we start talk, talking about Tyson Hill
1: as someone you could start every week? For? Never. How about that? Um, if you start him in a two quarterback league. I want to be your friend. <laughs> uh, Cowboys at Redskins. You know, real quick though, Taysom Hill is actually like 29 years old. He's not even young. That's how you know. Oh, my goodness. Talk about bad broadcasts. I'm sorry. Like Talking about like the, the quarterback yeah, of the future. Yeah, I don't right? like pounding on other things, but ESPN was calling him the quarterback of the future for the Saints. Like, no. Anyone with a brain knows he's not. He's a 28-year-old gadget player. Whose position is quarterback?
0: Position. With air quotes. Uh. Um, Let's go on to the next game. P- Cowboys at Redskins. The Cowboys kind of came out of fucking nowhere and demolished the Jaguars defense that
1: they had no business demolishing. It's funny because... If you knew that, then give me some numbers to play the lottery. Prior to the game, <laughs> I was like, yo, the fact that the Jaguars are only a three-point favorite against the Cowboys is hilarious.
0: Same. It ended up being a sucker line. I was so confident Big in my time. VM picks this week. That on was three. one of them.
1: Every week you go on three. <laughs> I went on three, yeah. I want I want to get in these. As days long as
0: I... Too. honestly, you can't have it all. As long as I continue dominating fantasy the way I've been dominating,
1: you know I'll, what I want you I'll go all for the rest of the year. You know what I want you to do one week? Pick your three that you're very confident about. And know we're gonna win, and then pick the other teams. <laughs> 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 it's not a half bad idea. Uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, did it in the air, kind of 183
0: and two touchdowns. But I was on the ground, 11 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. He really carved up the Jacksonville Jaguars on the ground. So did Ezekiel Elliott, 24 for 106 and one touchdown. Obviously, you're starting Zeke uh, against the Redskins, so that's not a question. But how about Dak Prescott? This is his first QB1 performance since week 14 of last year. Uh, What are we thinking about Dak Prescott and and what he can give to this team going forward?
1: There's no way I'm starting him this week, but if last week's running was a a sign of things to come, then we could start taking Dak Prescott seriously again in fantasy circles. True that. But right
0: now, there's no way I'm starting him. Attached to, to the success of Dak Prescott's hip is Cole Beasley. Uh, the highest reception total on the team was Jeff Swaim with two. Everyone else had one reception. And then Cole Beasley had nine for 101 and two touchdowns. He will be the main beneficiary if the, if the Dallas offense has a good game. The only problem is... You can never know when the Dallas offense is going to have a good game. How confident are you in Cole Beasley this week against the Washington Redskins?
1: Not at all. Zilch. You want to start him? Beasley has one good game, and now people think he's a viable option. Again, I'm just not buying it at all. That was his first 100-yard game in like three years, and his first fantasy viable game basically all season. Um, Michael Gallup
0: and uh, Tavon Austin are football players. Confirmed. Thompson, too. Confirmed. And Alan Hearns. Confirmed.
1: All right, let's move on
0: to the next game. Rams at 49ers. Wait, we didn't
1: discuss Washington, bro.
0: Oh, you're right. What an idiot I am. That was the first time I did that. False. Nah, that's true. First game of this week. Oh, yeah, besides the first game of this (laughs) week. Uh, Jason's favorite guy, Alex Smith, who I'm just going to keep giving him shit for every single time. Uh, Shit's the bet again. uh, No, this is two weeks ago. I'm, I'm all over the place right now.
1: Basically, he was not great. He again. he's never great, and Shout this out to is Byron a team Jones. that
0: this is a team that is a running first team, and they ran first against the Panthers, which brings me to my next player, which is Adrian Peterson. Uh, Adrian Peterson in games that the Redskins win is just far and ahead, better in games that the Redskins lose. That's because the Redskins are designed to get an early lead and and run out the clock. Uh, how are you feeling about Adrian Peterson in this game uh, against the Cowboys? Defense that has been really good, Peterson 97 yards last I'm week. not
1: liking Peterson at all. Uh, I see him being ranked as like a 15th running back around, and I'm not feeling that. Adrian Peterson is useless when the team is down, and the Cowboys are 4-0 in the last four games against Washington. Um, they're an offense that limits opportunities on the other end. So if they just take a quick lead, and Adrian Peterson is out of the game script pretty early, or e- even maybe even late, The Redskins aren't gonna have a lot of opportunities against the Dallas defense. It's just not a game that I like Adrian Peterson in. Definitely a touchdown dependent RB two, AP is this week.
0: Chris Thompson, like Yoda,
1: did he practice today? (laughs) Chris Thompson, I'm blanking. I I thought he did, but. He got it, he got an limited practice this week. Yeah, there you go. So there's a chance he plays either way. Capri Bibbs, obviously, that should just be He's his middle name at this point. Uh, if he plays, <laughs> 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 if he plays, he'll be a solid flex option. But I'm not in love with anyone really out of that backfield, or the receivers. Obviously, Jamison Crowder is either always hurt or just pure trash. Pure. Josh Doxson is pure trash. Organic. Byron Jones has been a stud, uh, the cornerback for the Cowboys. So. They're Josh Jackson and Paul Richardson aren't going to get space against him. I mean, the only person i consider starting Jordan is Reed Chris isn't Thompson. getting any love from Alex Smith. Hasn't had double digits. Fantasy points since week one. I don't know what's going on with the Washington offense. You it's still got to start Jordan Reed, though. Man, he's, my wide, he's my tight end 12 this week. Is he a must start at this point? I haven't met 10. No. I mean, if you look around, yeah. I think what's the worst part start about Austin Hooper?
0: If he got all the tight end targets... And so let's say you combine Vernon Davis's stats with Jordan Reed's stats. Vernon Davis, three for 48 in a touchdown. Jordan Reed, five for 36 in a touchdown. That's eight for what's 48 plus 36, Michael, quick.
1: What are you talking about, though? Wait, hold on. Reed didn't yeah. score a touchdown last week. Davis did, Vernon. Vernon Davis. You did. said four 36 and a touchdown, though. Vernon Davis.
0: Three for 48 in a touchdown. Jordan Reed, five for
1: 36. Oh, you said it in a touchdown. So 36. now if we combine those, well, it's, 84 it's eight yards 84 for 84
0: yards. and a touchdown. That's... Tight end, one numbers. It is, it is. But the problem is that Vernon Davis is getting in the mix.
1: Yeah, that's the Redskins.
0: What about Paul Richardson? He's he's obviously the number one receiver. But what is the number one receiver in Washington?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you're
0: gonna start a wide receiver in Washington, it's gonna be Paul Richardson. And which like you're the not cool happy about it. thing to be Probably do, Chris Thompson.
1: The cool thing to do too is to I don't know if you guys saw this, but to stream Maurice Harris. Like a bunch of people are like after. Crowder was out, which is probably the worst thing I've ever heard. Don't stream Maurice Harris, to be honest. Don't be that guy, please.
0: Yeah, that's the glory play for sure. Um, is anyone it, else you guys want to talk about in this a game? Dumb play. I'm good. All right. Let's move on to our next matchup. Rams at the 49ers. Oh, yeah, Rams. So the Rams passing options kinda are a little bit in shambles. Jared Goff had his first real bad game of the year. He only put up eight, seven points. Um Damn! In one of the well, leagues, it wasn't I a started. bad
1: game. It was just Todd Gurley had two hundred rushing yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he had a bad runs. fantasy game. Oh, I thought I thought you were just saying a bad game. Oh game? no
0: no no! He had a bad fantasy game. I know because I started him over Jameis Winston and I almost cried. I I, I won that matchup anyway. Luckily, um, Todd Gurley. Let's talk about him. Twenty eight carries for two hundred and eight yards and two touchdowns, to go with two catches for seventeen yards. Just a little icing on the cake. Um, I mean, this guy is the number one player in fantasy easily. So
1: let's go on to the pass catching options. Can I let me tell you a fun fact we'll talk about Todd? Sure. Saw this uh, by Rich Rich Freiber of Roto World. If you look at Todd Gurley's points, just in the red zone, only in the red zone, Todd Gurley is the running back eleven. <laughs> Ridiculous. You <laughs> said he had how many? You said it earlier. He has eleven. He has eleven touchdowns too. Thirty-one yeah. rushing
0: attempts in the red zone.
1: He has eleven touchdowns in the red zone. We've played six games. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh. Robert Woods. Uh. Looks like he's emerging. Oh boy. Now, especially now that Cooper Cup is out, he looks like he has a sprained MCL. Looks like he's gonna be out two to four weeks. Um. Uh, Although O.J. Howard only missed one week from the Spring ACL, so there is a little hope. Um, But Robert Woods is probably going to be the guy this week along with Brandon Cooks. Uh, You're obviously starting both of those guys, right? There's no reason to sit Brandon Cooks. So uh, Robert Woods
1: played over 30 snaps in the slot last week after Cup got hurt. He is expected to take over more of the Cooper Cup slot role with him out. They're expecting Josh Reynolds to line up on the outside. Against Richard Sherman to basically take Richard Sherman out of the game, so it's going to be a lot of Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Woods. Robert Woods has uh, Kawan Williams is a good slot corner. He's top twenty-five pro PFF cornerback, but I mean it's the Rams' offense. Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks fire him up. They're my they're our wide receivers ten and eleven. Cooper Cup. Excuse me eight and nine I cooper mean. cup out any interest in Josh Reynolds Jason thinks there's some flux appeal there i don't I don't think so there's a, you could take a shot, you could take worse shots. I don't love him, but I mean, if you have to pick up someone from free agency to put into your flux spot, Josh Reynolds can be worth a spin. San Francisco is also has allowed six top twenty four receivers so far this year, so, so it's very plausible to say Cooks and Woods. Join that list. Let's
0: go to the other side. CJ Beathard. I'm not going to say start him for fantasy because that would be dumb, but he I'm is that
1: dumb. I mean, 245, two touchdowns. Uh, He's he, creeping up our rankings. We got him in the middle of the QB two pack now. He's at, at least been viable to
0: keep the people who are, were fantasy viable before him still fantasy viable. So that's good. Matt Breida played out of nowhere. Um, I think this guy has like a healing stone because he gets Dude. these season-ending injuries every week, and then he comes back. Ridiculous. Uh, 14 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown from Burita. Uh The surprise of the day, I would say, in all of fantasy, like the number one surprise, was Raheem Ooh. Mostert. Uh, he comes out with 12 carries for 87 yards, and missing from the box score, Alfred Morris gets one carry, and it gets called back on a penalty, Holden. completely missing from the game. Crazy, what do you make of it? And first of all, Matt Breida, you Matt Breida owners has to be really happy to see this. And if you are looking for a
1: running back, is Raheem Mostert someone that you could consider this week? No, I I stashed Raheem Mostert because I don't trust Matt Breida to stay healthy, which would make Mostert uh, a pretty solid option if Breida were to go down because the Kyle Shanahan offense is just. A very friendly running back offense, Matt Breida has been. He leads the league in yards per carry, I believe. And his top is up there in rushing yards. But, yeah, he's just a stash. Can't start him this week. I mean, Alfred Morris. Shanahan said it was game plan dependent. But it's obviously not good to see. So Breida has double-digit points in four or five games. He's a solid running back, too. Um, there's no way you could start Mostert or Morris. It's crazy that is playing, though. Well, he's in, Got and he's playing well. He's been a beast all year. Um, you're starting
0: Matt Breida, and you're very happy with it, and you're running back two slot. If man, playing, imagine
1: Jarek McKinnon didn't go down.
0: Tsh, man, that's why I hung my hat on him. I, it, you see this now? Imagine him getting all this work. He would have been an absolute beast. He would not have been an absolute monster.
1: Gosh darn NFL injuries, If man. Jimmy G stayed healthy, too, the 49ers would be so fun.
0: Speaking from... Uh, Speaking about absolute monsters, Marquise Goodwin comes back off the injury report and flies. Did you guys see his celebration? It was the long jump, the Olympic long jump. Fire celebration. Um, Four receptions for 126 yards and two TDs. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is out here. Does he have what it takes to keep this up, or is this just
1: a one-off kind of game? Back on the fancy radar for sure. And C.J. Bethard. Is playing well enough where it looks like he could provide Marquise Goodwin at least enough value to be a top thirty-six receiver. So I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I don't love it, but it's it's not out of the he realm He only of had five targets last week. Yeah, I mean, so it's a very Robbie Anderson-esque game. But it's Goodwin doesn't really have that much competition around him. For I'd like to see more though. Besides Kit, before I start him, yeah, uh, he's worth a pickup. Sure. Definitely not. I'm okay with him as a flex option this week. Uh, I don't like it. George Kittle had a disappointing game,
0: four receptions for 30 yards, but you're going to start him every week.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's my wide receiver five.
0: Pierre Garçon, nothing to talk about here. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Nope. All right, let's move on. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Bengals at Chiefs. What a game this is going to be. This is going to be another shootout. Um, I am streaming Andy Dalton every single place I possibly can stream Andy Dalton. Uh, in my I'm opinion, this is going to be. Uh, you're playing me in both leagues? Like, Michael, uh, a in, couple weeks ago?
1: In this league and the studios league.
0: Uh, I think I might be streaming Andy Dalton in both those leagues. Oh yeah, well, Fuck you. Jake. Take him down in both leagues Let him lose to both twins Nah, that's not going to happen
1: Andy Dalton is a streaming option Obviously, you guys agree? I do agree, but I don't think it's a slam dunk As people are making it out to be My opinion, Chiefs go up big They got to throw it all over the place Uh, Andy Dalton has been a top 15 quarterback Twice this year Despite um, his Two touchdowns per game And despite the very good matchups he's had So he's actually been a bit underwhelming. He's proven that he's Andy Dalton. He's not a quarterback one. He's a QB two. So while it's a great matchup and he should get into the quarterback one mix, I'm not seeing a top quarterback one performance here. Uh, We have him as a low end QB one. I think that's basically where he'll end up as well. I do think that A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd both have big games. I think Tyler Boyd breaks out a long touchdown. I do also think Green and Boyd are good plays. Yeah, and I think Mixon is in a great spot against KC. I might even have Boyd in my... I have Boyd as a borderline wide receiver one here. I have him at 10. I have him as a wide receiver one. He's our number 11 I mean, if you look at what he's done in the past, all the targets that he's getting, and now he's facing Kansas City, there's really no reason to not like him this week. Yeah, Kansas City... um, is not a great defense by any means, but it's actually it's a little uh, what's the word? I just completely deceiving. Blanked. It is there you go, deceiving. It's a little deceiving because it's. You no, know, you don't have the you
0: don't have room for the word deceiving in your brain. You're thinking uh, about 1994
1: pop songs. I started thinking of songs. You're right. <laughs> Casey has allowed eight top twenty-four running backs this year in six games. Wow. Ooh, yeah. sexy stat. Mixon. And only three top 24 receivers in six games. Mm. So although their defense has been trash, and I'm not saying it's not trash by any means, it's been more the running backs completely demolishing KC. It might just be because the running backs are running scoring the back the touchdowns. Field. Yeah, but, I mean, that's why I still think Green and Boyd are great options, but I think this is I'm all aboard the Joe Mixon trade for this train for this mixing uh, green and boyd have to be started after every league out there. Yeah, basically. On a weekly
0: basis at this point. Yeah. Uh I'm also starting CJ Uzuma against you
1: Jason. I'm going with the Bengals trifecta. I'm, I'm banking I'm putting a lot of I was thinking of uh putting a waiver bid on Uzoma um to keep you from getting him cuz I know you needed a tight end. But I don't have the money to do that. It's a fab leak. But I like Uzoma this week. The Chiefs are allowing 92 yards per game to tight ends. He's uh, stepped into the number one tight end role. So it's a good spot to stream him. Yeah, they've given up four top 12 tight ends already this year. So
0: Against Jason, I am starting Andy Dalton, Uzoma, and Tyler Boyd. So I'm going with the Bengals triple stack. Ooh. Lucky me, they get to face the Chiefs mm-hmm. this week. That's why I'm going with the Bengals triple stack. On the other side, the reason why I love the Bengals so much is I think that the Chiefs are going to score enough to make the mangles need to come back and throw the ball all the time patrick mahomes absolutely lit it up after a couple of bad interceptions on the early going 352 yards and four tds uh nine yards in the ground just for a little icing on the cake uh against the patriots defense who game planned for him but couldn't hold them down if you are patrick mahomes owner you are thanking your lucky stars that you found him and that you are Now with one of the best quarterbacks there are, uh, no question that you're starting Patrick Mahomes. So let's go to the running back side. Kareem Hunt, 80 yards but only on 10 carries. Uh, On the other side, five receptions for 105 yards and a TD. Kareem Hunt owners have been waiting for this game for a long time now. Is this Kareem Hunt's coming out party?
1: He's been more involved in the passing game even before this. This is just when he had the long touchdowns. Really, the difference between Cream Hunt RB one and Cream Hunt Elite RB one is him being involved in the passing game. So it just it's great to see for if you have Cream Hunt and it's been working for the Chiefs' offense too. Andy Reid is just weird sometimes where he stops using Hunt, but it's good to see and he, it more. It should be more of the same this week. Yeah, and Cincinnati's defense is a bit overrated. They haven't actually not been very good. They've allowed four top twelve QBs. Um. 6 top 24 running backs and 7 top 24 receivers. That's actually why I like Sammy Watkins. Oh so, yeah, me too. I'm actually despite Watkins' lack of involvement the last couple weeks really we have him as our wide receiver 24 and we're not usually Sammy Watkins guys. Yeah. It's a no, good matchup. Right. Cincinnati's yeah. allowed the 10th um on the bad side, the 10th. <laughs> most fantasy points to wide receivers. Yeah, they're giving up three hundred three passing yards a game. And we're talking about Patty Mahomes now too. So Tyree Kill's an absolute monster. Yep.
0: Seven receptions for 142 Yo, yards The most touchdowns.
1: impressive thing I've seen all year honestly is that, that the acceleration after that yes, catch when he caught the ball. Jumped, had to stop and go I don't even him. care about the catch. Yeah. Just the run from the run. he came to a <laughs> like complete they didn't, stop they didn't even stand the chance and of just catching him. Jetted yeah. right past it. It was nuts. Like that's another NFL player right there. Unbelievable. <laughs> let's go on to the next game.
0: Uh, Giants at Falcons. The last the, game. Yeah, the last game. Monday night uh, showdown. Uh, let's start on the Giants side. Here, the here's the thing with the Giants. If you can't start Eli Manning in this game, then you can't start Eli Manning ever. I, tweeted. I know. Look, I know what you guys are going to say already, so let me just say my piece. The Falcons are one of the worst passing offense in the history of life. You saw them give up a numerous amount of points to, yeah, defense, sorry, to QBs over and over and over again. Eli has a lot of weapons. They're probably going to be open. I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you consider Uh, streaming Eli this week? No.
1: Well, listen, I I (laughs) tweeted this from Brodo. I kind of messed up the tweet. I said the Giants were at home. I looked at the schedule wrong. But. This is the absolute worst possible scenario for Eli Banning this week. What? As one in five against Atlanta, you either go into Atlanta and tear them up, and everyone says, congratulations, you beat up Atlanta just like everyone else, or you shit the bet against Atlanta, where literally no one else has even come close to shitting the bet against Atlanta this week, and then everyone says, all right, you're absolutely done because how do you suck this bad against Atlanta? It's a lose-lose situation. You either you either do well, and everyone says, of course you do well to Atlanta, or you suck, and everyone says, wow, you sucked against Atlanta. How bad could you possibly be?
0: I mean, I guess I see your point, but on the fantasy side, I think Eli Manning is actually a viable option to stream this week. No. Um, Evan Ingram looks like he's going to come back. Does this destroy Sterling Shepard's uh, value and also – how are you feeling about Evan Ingram in this game? So the Falcons have been getting absolutely manhandled by tight ends, by the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But the reason I'm still okay with playing Sterling Shepard, even though it looks like, usually I'm not, but it looks like when Ingram plays and it looks like everyone's going to play, but the Falcons are absolutely atrocious against the pass and they're even worse against slot receivers, which Sterling Shepard is. So I think Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram are both very usable this week. And, uh, I'm I'm throwing them out there. Yeah, I think this is an exception to the rule. Um, Shepard is more of a wide receiver three, though. Uh, it just it's the matchup. That's why you're playing Sterling Shepard. It's not because of Eli Manning. It's not because of what he's done. It's the matchup. So if you want to give him a go, sure. I don't love it. I also don't love Evan Ingram coming off of his injury. Saquon well, Barkley may end up with like 15 receptions. Though. This I game, I, I think, that. might be end up being a lot of fool's gold. For people who are starting Giants players,
0: so you think that even against one of the worst pass defenses this season, I think the OBJ, second worst. That besides OBJ, you think it's and Barkley will have good kind of quiet. Yeah, uh, Barkley is an absolute animal. You hit him and he doesn't go down. Takes a gang tackle every single time. Um, OBJ is OBJ. I like them both in this game. I think OBJ's
1: OBJ, OBJ has a chance to be the number one receiver in fantasy. I think this I, week I may have have him ranked there, or maybe Julio Jones. But OBJ's averaging nearly eight receptions per game. And against Atlanta, eight receptions is gold. Yeah, Jason has OBJ. It's the second receiver. He's and Saquon close. Barkley has a
0: chance to be the number one running back this week. Yeah, Always. for sure.
1: All right, I think that's it. Nope, we got to talk about the Falcons. For
0: crying out loud. Ah oh, man, I don't want to talk about it. the Falcons. You messed I up the first it.
1: game. you messed up the last game. It's that's
0: just, it. It's just, that's how it goes. Me, man, you pissed me off. I also with don't want to talk about the Falcons with Matt Ryan. The
1: Falcons are at home, so guess what? Matt Ryan's a top quarterback.
0: Yep, that's how it goes. That is. Three fifty five and three TDs uh against the worst like I said, the
1: Buccaneers on pace to be the worst passing defense in NFL history. Dude, Matt Ryan has almost two thousand passing yards, fourteen touchdowns, two interceptions, and you talk about him like he's pure trash. I mean he's played he's this is gonna be his fifth game at home. Wait till he hits
0: the road in the second half of the season, you'll see. Um Julio Jones, ten receptions for one forty four, but that T D continues to elude him. Um, if he only caught CDs, he'd be one of the more unstoppable wide receivers in the history He's of the He's on football. pace for
1: 1,800 yards and zero touchdowns. It's mind-boggling. And at this point, you can't, like, everyone was like, oh, the you have to take a regression into account. He's going to have to regress to the mean and catch more touchdowns. At this point, it's no longer an anomaly. He's just not involved near the end zone. He, That's just not his role. So I mean, you gotta you gotta take him for Imagine what he is. Imagine Julio Jones and not using him in the end zone. I mean, you gotta take him for what he is. He's not gonna get you touchdowns. Calvin Ridley, on the other hand, I really like this week. If he suits up, it was only a bone bruise, which knocked him out of last week's game, so he should be good to go. Uh, the Giants, they have Janoris Jenkins gonna be lined up on Julio, and then they got Eli Apple, DB Webb, It's B W Web, sorry, and it's just. Not good. So Sanu and Ridley are both pretty solid options.
0: Uh, How about Austin Hooper, who now has had two straight good games, and you know my beer pong rules. They're heating up.
1: If he hits on this next one, shoot till you miss. Yeah, we got him into back end tight end one now. Uh, in the tight end field, you got to shoot till you miss. Minute, he has, what was it, the last two games he had Twelve targets and then ten targets. He's never really seen targets at this level and now he is. I mean, this is a guy we're talking about. It's his third year in the league. He's only twenty four years old. So is it really that hard to say Austin Hooper might just be breaking out? It's not, but we've seen we've seen games like
0: this from Hooper before and he's he can never just keep it up.
1: Yeah, I'm very interested to see this week. But uh um yeah, I think he's a solid low end tight end one this week. Where I wanna where I find interest, what I find interesting here, is the backfield in Atlanta. Yeah, so let's let's uh, go to
0: the backfield real quick. Uh, Devonta Freeman out until at least Week 16. So if you have an IR spot, maybe it's worth it to stash him until Week 16. But not. I wouldn't probably I wouldn't do that, um, especially because this team is probably not going to be in the race. Tevin Coleman and Edo Smith. Not only this week, but moving forward, what's their fantasy outlook for you guys, Jason? I'll start with you.
1: People are Tevin Coleman owners mostly are just ignoring the fact that Edo Smith has essentially stepped into Devontae Freeman's role. Last week he outtouched Tevin Coleman. Uh, while Freeman's been out, he has outtouched Coleman seven to two in the red zone. Edo Smith is the preferred back out of these two. Um, I I just I don't really love both. Everyone I know without Devontae Freeman that was like a big time waiver wire ad for this week, but, I mean, I just, I don't love either of them. Tevin Coleman has been super underwhelming. You got to, if you're Tevin Coleman, man, way to waste your contract here. I mean, some dumbass team is going to give him a big contract, but he's just been pretty damn awful so far this season. Eagles need to run him I hope so, that dumbass team is on the Jets. Uh, Edo yeah, Smith know. is looking pretty good so far, but I, I don't love either of them. If Edo Smith starts to take more work from Tevin Coleman, then he interests me more, but. He basically finds the end zone every time he plays. I mean, you're talking about a Giants <laughs> now That's defense. something you could uh, you could trust every week. He you're, basically finds the end zone. I mean, Freeman did that too when he was healthy. You're also
0: talking about a Giants defense that's not not going to
1: stop anyone. Well, yeah, this week, I mean, 24 I have, points a game to the running back. I have Coleman as RB2 and Smith as a flex option. I was just saying in general, I don't love either of them, like their overall outlooks the rest of the season. Any final words, guys? com. Check out our rankings. You're it? Well, I was going
0: to say that, but thanks for taking my job. You're it. Jason, where could they find you? At Jason Petrop. Michael? At
1: Mike underscore Patrop.
0: At Tim Petrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, frisky. real, real frisky. com, but only if you like winning. And Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. We update you on every single touchdown every single Sunday. So follow us. Also... We are recording. It's now 1045 on a Wednesday night in New York. We have as much information as we can get today, but there's always more information to be had. Follow us on Twitter and we will update you and we will keep you up on the latest news. If our opinions change, which they might, like let's say you know Tyreek Hill gets in a like speed burn or something, we're going to mar- mark him down a little bit. So if in case Tyreek <sighs> well Hill then. suffers from speed burn too uh, sleep guys follow us <laughs> on twitter so we can update you uh until those updates we'll see you next time don't get speed burn peace